Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to Bossed Up Podcast, episode 274. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. Today's episode is a much-needed refresher, I would say, for those of us who have, I don't know, fallen off of the feel-good health bandwagon that I keep hopping on and hopping off again. (laughs) And fortunately, if you feel like you're... I don't know, it's Halloween candy season in my house. If you feel like your whole nutrition and fitness plan has devolved as the weather got a little colder and the candy corn became a little more abundant in your life, this episode is going to help you reapproach health and wellness with an attitude that's not part of toxic diet culture, but instead one centered on self-care, self-love, self-acceptance, And just doing what we need to do to take care of our bodies and hopefully that will trickle into our brains a little bit because whether it's just dealing with the stress of this pandemic or the economic uncertainty that we're all just surfing on together here, what you can control when it comes down to your body movement, your physiology, and here to really help us break all of that down with an expert perspective is Jennifer Nagel, an online coach and certified personal trainer for women over 30, <laughs> hello, who want simple nutrition and fitness solutions so that they can be strong, feel energetic, and live healthy lives. Is that not us? I, I don't know. I don't know if that describes you, but I, I feel like that's written for me directly. Jennifer's signature one-on-one coaching program, The Body Blueprint, and her free online community, Modern Women Getting Fit, is really here to help shake up what you think you know about health and fitness while making it feel like the easiest thing since sliced bread. I'm really excited for you to hear some of her practical advice and realistic approach to getting fit, staying healthy, and just treating ourselves with kindness. So Jennifer, welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here. I've been saying here since the very beginning of Bossed Up back in 2013 that we're all about seeing work, love, and wellness as connected. And then on the podcast, we haven't really talked that much about what wellness looks like, especially since the pandemic cooped us all up inside quarantine style. And I don't know about you, but my coping mechanisms for managing stress in a global pandemic have not been the healthiest, at least not from the start. (laughs) So Jennifer, first, tell me a little bit about your career trajectory, because I know you've got a bit of a career pivot story in your past, and I'd love to hear how you got into this work. 
So I worked in higher education for 15 years, and I had various roles um, in sustainability, finance operations, strategic planning, and the whole shebang. So I kind of started my career off with a huge bang and dove headfirst in to be this like great, successful career woman. And about six years into my role at the university, I went through a divorce. So that was just a huge lifestyle change. It was a single parent going through a divorce, a lot of lifestyle changes. And then right about the same time, I got a promotion, which sounds wow. amazing, right? That's exactly what we want is these like driven career women. But it was the most stressful <laughs> time of my life. Yeah. I'm navigating all these personal changes trying to navigate a very tricky political situation at work with my new role. And I just uh, did not take care of myself. So I was someone who normally like ate well, exercised, you know, had this great healthy lifestyle. But when all this stuff happened, I'm telling you, I lived off of like diet, Dr. Pepper and peanut butter. <laughs> not even joking. That's what was going. I feel like every woman has had a time in her life when she was running on diet, Dr. Pepper, and it was not good. <laughs> I don't know what it means about diet, Dr. Pepper. So when I got divorced, I lost a ton of weight because I wasn't taking care of myself. Then I gained a ton of weight because I wasn't taking care of myself. Outside of the weight piece, it's like I just wasn't healthy. I wasn't sleeping. I felt horrible. I was barely surviving. I was the epitome of burned out. And what really came to a head was I ended up going to urgent care one day because I just didn't feel good, like even beyond me, above and beyond what the already bad feeling I had. And in my early 30s, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. And that scared me because literally maybe six to eight months prior to that, I was this like picture of good health and wow. energetic. And just months later, I had beaten my body to the point where I had a chronic illness and I was on what I call old lady medication. And it scared me because I'm like, if I don't turn this around, what happens in another eight months? Am I, am I going to be around for my daughter? Am I going to have the energy that I want? And I'm like, gosh, I, I'm too young to be worrying about these things. <laughs> so right. that was my big health wake up call because I knew something had to change. Basic stuff. Like I had to sleep. I had to eat mm. vegetables. I had to exercise. And I knew all of these things. Because I love doing these things prior, but between job and life changes and a lot of stress, it just kind of all fell by the wayside. So my big life lesson there, and this is how I started to get into health and fitness, was that your health and fitness is really the foundation to your success. Without your health, you don't really have anything to build upon. So I started making personal changes. And in that, I started getting additional certifications and, and then working with other people who are kind of like me. And fast forward another 11 years or so, I left a 15-year career. I was very successful at my institution and I started Figured Out Fitness. So I started my own coaching business and I work mostly with women who are kind of how I was, busy, want to improve their health, not necessarily looking for the six pack or the squat challenge, but really just want to feel good. And so we focus on a lot of things that are about kind of building your wellness from the inside out. So we talk about metabolism and energy and eating enough food and exercising in a way that's healthy and those types of things. So that's how I became a coach and been doing this for three years of work with hundreds of women between me and my team. And, and I just absolutely love what I do. 
Well, congratulations, because having navigated my own bout with burnout and a big career pivot that sometimes leads people to raise their eyebrows, I don't know if that happened to you, I know how much courage it takes to to walk away from a successful career, from an identity that other people view you as a higher ed professional, and to say, you know, I'm more than that, and I'm going to pursue that professionally. I always say at our in-person trainings, which we haven't had this year at all, <laughs> at Bossed Up Bootcamp, I say, you know, you're only too successful to change careers unless you're not successful enough to change careers. So whether people feel like they have a pair of golden handcuffs on them that says you can't leave now because you've done such a good job here, or you can't leave now because you don't know what you're doing and you haven't done a good job here, it takes so much energy to transition your career, not to mention start your own business. So kudos to you. And Jennifer, your business, it sounds like it's a global virtual community, right? So this is online training. It's We have a one-on-one program where we work with people individually for a few months. We're getting ready to launch a really great group training program and some other kind of goodies in between. But the cool thing about it is One of the things that I learned in my life is that flexibility was key, not only for me in running the business, but for my clients too, because if you're busy, you know, you need something to be flexible. And what I heard was, I don't have time to make a trip somewhere, or it's really hard for me to schedule X, Y, Z. So when I created this business, I wanted it to be both flexible for me in delivering the service to my clients and flexible for them. So We've now grown to a team of seven. We've got seven coaches who work with women literally all around the world to help them improve their health and fitness. And so, you know, our philosophies are we want to have great communication and service and make you feel like you're the only person because we have to get creative sometimes when we're working with people with very odd schedules. And let me tell you, virtual schooling has been been a a really interesting thing for a lot of our clients. So we try to create solutions that make sense. So if you only have 10 minutes or 30 minutes, we're going to help you out there. If you're not a gourmet chef, we're going to help you, you know, find nutrition solutions that work. So we're really about creating a great experience for the clients so that they can really incorporate real habits and real habit changes into their everyday lives so that they can feel healthy and fit. For me, in the beginning months of the global pandemic really impacting us here in the U.S., it was like panic mode, high stress, comfort food, not doing too much movement, just trying to manage the panic. And now that, you know, you can't stay panicked for six whole months or going on seven now and eight, really, I feel like I've personally rediscovered the importance of holistic well-being mm-hmm. and avoiding burnout, trying my best to take care of myself, kind of mothering yourself a little bit because, you know, taking care of myself in the beginning months of the pandemic meant having a, a jar of candy in my house at all times to <laughs> soothe myself. And now I'm like, that was fun while it lasted and it wasn't the most sustainable self-soothing. So I wonder in looking at how to avoid burnout, When we're in a chronically stressful situation like the one we're in now, what are some of the first ways you would ask people to audit their lifestyle and really think critically about their behaviors? Like, Where should we even start when it comes to being healthier? 
it's real. I mean, I am a mom slash bonus mom of four kids of various ages. You know, my husband worked in the fitness industry in an in-person place. Like we were really impacted by these changes. So I understand the feelings that a lot of people have had. I think it's important to just acknowledge it's okay to have had a moment or two or a couple months where you're kind of freaking out, like what's going on. But let's talk about how to manage that. And a lot of the things that we coach through, um, we talk a lot about metabolism um, and metabolism is this big old topic, but I like to think about it in three buckets. Mm. And these are also a couple of buckets that you can use to manage burnout too. So the first is some basic lifestyle behaviors. I'm not even going to talk about food and exercise first, because I think one of the best things you can do for yourself is sleep Yes, and make sure that your body has an adequate time to recover from whatever things that have happened that day. So if you can create a really great sleep routine or a wind down routine to get seven or more hours of quality sleep, that's one of the best things that you can do to set yourself up for success and to manage all this other craziness. Totally. I think it was Amy Poehler who said sleep helps you win at life because it just it has such a spillover effect, right? Absolutely. Because there's so many things like the technical part is when your body is resting, that's when it goes to work. That's when your hormones are doing cool things and (laughs) your muscles are repaired. and, And so sleep is really like you know, when your body's in the shutdown mode or low power mode where a ton of stuff is happening in the background. So when you're not sleeping, it's not able to do those things. And you wake up like in this horrible sleep deficit and you it's harder to tackle the day. So if you can do some sleep and manage stress, and I'll probably talk a little bit more about a couple of stress management tips, that's a great start. And then I would say eat well. So I would even say, if you're in the middle of high stress mode, let's not worry about counting what you eat. Let's focus on the quality of the food that you eat, making sure you're actually eating food. For some people, stress management looks like not eating at all. And some people eat everything in sight. So if you can just eat three to five hours, you know, have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're winning. If you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner where you're having some whole foods, fruits, and vegetables, you're winning even more. (laughs) So try to fuel yourself properly and just make good choices. So one of the things I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try to eat vegetables with each meal. And I don't even worry about a whole lot of other stuff because I knew if I ate vegetables with each meal, I was going to feel a hundred times better. And I did. And finally, after you tackle sleeping, getting good quality of food, then exercise comes in, but don't exercise to punish yourself or to punish yourself for maybe a couple pounds you picked up during the pandemic. Do movement that makes you feel good. So that could be dance party. We were all about the dance party the first couple months. It could be weightlifting. And I'm a huge fan of strength training. I think everybody should do it. But again, we're talking about managing burnout. The first thing I want you to do is move intentionally in a way that feels really good. I've heard that weight training or weightlifting is especially important for women, something having to do with our bone density. Is that right? Absolutely. I think everybody needs to do strength training. For women especially, you hit the nail on the head. Strength training helps with bone density. So as we get older, you might get your bones might become a little brittle. You might, you know, calcium and all that kind of thing. So strength actually helps create strong bones so that we're not breaking hips. 
when we hit you know a certain age. But the other great thing that it does, forget it, the aesthetics are amazing, but internally, when you strength train, your metabolism speeds up. Like you get to eat more food. You have this great hormonal response. I mean, strength training is like, to me, one of the best things that you can do. I love it. I have fun with it. Now, I granted, I know not everybody listening. I was going to say just to add a voice here that does not like strength training, but still does it. And after I did a morning walk with my dog today, which at least got my body moving, I was like, okay, I have like five to 10 minutes max before I need to hop in the shower and get ready for my day. I'm just going to do three reps of biceps and triceps lifting and just doing that, even though during I'm not loving it. You know what I mean? It's like, this is hard. Oh my God. You know, just like lifting weights is just hard. And I'm not, you know, I'm the person that those commercials are appealing to when Planet Fitness is like, we pick heavy things up and we put them down. And like, we're laughing at those people. That's me. I'm like, eh. So I'm done in five to 10 minutes. And my whole rest of my day, I'm like, damn, my arms feel good. You know, I got through that. It wasn't, it didn't last forever. So I think another author, Gretchen Rubin, shares publicly in her books how she is not into exercise, but she forces herself to a weight training class like twice a week and it's over Mm -hmm. in 20 minutes. And, you know, even a little bit of weight training can really add to a fitness impact overall, right? Even if you're not doing any, 10 minutes, 20 minutes is amazing. And it will still give you some wonderful health benefits and make you feel good. And, and you even talked about the mental aspect of feeling confident and strong and, you know, a little badass as you're moving throughout your day. <laughs> yeah. During COVID, we've had this long period of feeling under the gun or stressed out and not just coronavirus. You know, culturally, there are so many things happening in this country right now. Plus, we've got an upcoming election. It's like there's a lot of things that people are concerned about. And when you have this long term stress, it can absolutely lead to burnout. And so whether it's career or emotional or you, you know, one of your family members is sick, all of that stuff registers in your body as stress and your body has a cortisol response. Cortisol and stress can be great when you have like a deadline or you're trying to get to that next level for the short term. But for the long term, it becomes harmful because yes, you have a physical result of like hanging on to extra body fat, especially around the middle, which can cause health issues, but it also reduces your immunity long term. So, you know, if you're really burnt out, that whole long term effect, you definitely want to get support. You want to make sure you're resting, taking a break, sleeping, And again, if you're going to exercise, do it in a way that makes you feel good and that not necessarily adding to the physical stress, like do something that actually feels fun, like taking a walk or playing a game of tennis, like whatever that is for you. So those are my list. But if you had to pick one thing, I'm just going to keep going back to the sleep because that is just so critical in setting yourself up for a good and healthy day. Totally. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I don't don't know where to begin. That's so much. Like I'm getting sleep, but I just can't motivate myself and I feel bad all the time. We've had candid conversations here about, I think you just said it in the very beginning, gaining weight or losing weight are not the only metrics for success, right? You can be really unhealthy and losing weight from stress. (laughs) That's not good. 
But if you're just not feeling good about yourself, how do you approach these behavior changes, like these lifestyle changes, with compassion? I think I heard you on an interview talking about an 80-20 rule. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things, there are two things that we talk about a lot with our clients, and one is habits. And I think especially high-achieving people don't that it counts unless it's big. But then that puts a lot of pressure on us and it feels very overwhelming to start something big. So I would, let's say, break down the sleep into a habit. So seven hours of sleep might sound big for someone who is like rallying on three hours each night. But maybe the first habit is to create a sleep routine. So it might be like, okay, I promise that I'm not going to take my laptop into the bedroom. That's something I'm very Or phone. I'm a big believer in the phone should not be in the bedroom. I have yet to convince my husband of this because he's like, unlike you, I have self-control. And I'm like, fine. Okay, fair. (laughs) Because he's like, I check my phone and I put it down and I go to sleep. Meanwhile, if I bring my phone with me to bed and charge it at my bedside table, I am on TikTok till two o'clock in the morning by accident. (laughs) Like way more often than I'm proud to admit. It's so important. I thought I was a insomniac and I was just phone addicted, you know, like for years mm-hmm. I didn't get good sleep and now I'm getting eight hours a night. No problem. Exactly. And I swear to God, it's just leaving those electronics outside of the room. It is. And what you just demonstrated are the small habits, habit stacking and celebrating the success. And so you know, we're not aiming for the perfection. Uh, I do talk about 80-20 rules. So aim for good stuff most of the time. Take some of the pressure off. Start really small. The small stuff is the stuff at the end of the day that creates the consistency. Because if I said to an insomniac, so if this was you a few years ago when you were not sleeping and I said, okay, get up seven hours of sleep, that's just impossible. But if you start with a small habit and, and I love your routine, cause it sounds a lot like mine, actually, <laughs> you know, my first habit, like don't take the computer to bed, Jennifer. The second habit was, this was a big thing. And, and whether your listeners can borrow from this or not, I actually close my eyes and whereas in the past, I used to then use that time to think about all the things I did not do that day. I actually started practicing being thankful for the things I did accomplish. So then my mind stopped racing and it became a feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment. And it helped me with that kind of calm feeling. And then I'll either turn on calming music or, you know, meditation, whatever. And I'm not even that woo-woo, but just something else that brings the energy level down. Because if you're listening, I'm a fast talker. I'm a fast thinker. Things happen. You know, I am super energetic. So for me to come down at night, I have to take little steps. But each one of those was a little step that I took. So at first I wouldn't bring my laptop. Next, I started my little gratitude slash prayer practice. And third, I started listening to the music. So for those people who are overwhelmed with where to start, take down your big goal and just break it down. And if you can do one thing, and this comes from like James Clear and Atomic Habits, break down those steps into one two-minute habit and then continue to stack on those until you get to a practice that feels really good and really healthy. So that's just sleep, but you can break that down for food, for exercise, for stress management, meditation, whatever it is, your wellness practice, you can break it down into a very small habit and just continue to build on it over time. Now, 
I think that is all super sound. What I've struggled with is how do we balance that part of us that you described as super ambitious, fast talking, fast thinking, hard working, hard driving, that kind of goal getter attitude, which I know you have and my listeners and I have too, with compassion when we inevitably fail, right? So we have our nice night routine and we have all these aspirations and shit just hits the fan, right? Nothing is going according to plan. A fire drill of some kind happens at 10 o'clock at night and everything is thrown off. What's your self-talk in that moment when you slip up? Yes, that's a good one because I'm definitely one of those personalities. I think the one thing that I started to do is that it's all about how you define what good looks like. Mm. And the very first thing that I have to do is remind myself that failure is a part of this. Those of us with these high achieving type A personalities, we want to be perfect. And when perfection doesn't come, one of the things that I would advise you to do and that I've started to do was to really think about what did I learn from this and what is still good about it? Like there's still good when things like hit the fan. (laughs) I'm going to use myself as an example and, you know, just to let you know that fitness professionals are people too. So I started eating less animal protein and, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to, I feel so much better and all this other stuff. The weekend hit. And for some reason I had a hankering for pizza and I love pizza and I, I'm not a restrictor. I believe that you eat what you want to eat, but I didn't want to eat the whole thing, but I did and could have sat there and beat myself up about it. But then I thought, you know what? I really enjoyed the pizza. (laughs) What did I learn? I learned that, you know what, next time I get pizza, I'm going to have to like make sure someone else in the house is going to eat it too, because I was just grazed on it all day long. I mean, it was kind of like, what did I learn? And then just kind of realize that in your long game focus, it's like that mistakes are part of the journey. Mistakes are part of the success because I wouldn't learn how to navigate situations that are difficult if I didn't screw it up a few times. So can I just like thank you as a fitness professional for telling us that you ate a whole pizza by yourself? Because that is what we are about. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone has those moments. And I mine is always sweets related. Brad's like horrified by the, the pile of candy wrappers <laughs> he'll find in front of me on a fairly regular occasion. He's just like, oh, my God. And I just think it happens like to all of us. Oh, yeah. Any fitness professional who tells you they don't eat crap food every now and then is a liar. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. I love it so much. So, okay. What is one thing besides sleep, which I want to reinforce as well because sleep helps you win at life. What's one thing you're doing for yourself during these stressful times to try to mitigate burnout yourself? Yeah, that's an excellent question because interestingly enough, when coronavirus hit, my business picked up. So- Now that everybody is aware of virtual options, there are a lot of more people that I talk to and things got really hairy, (laughs) really fast. Wow. So the thing that I'm doing for myself, I actually learned from one of my business idols. I don't want to hate the word idol, but Chalene Johnson, who started off, she's, you know, definitely an icon in fitness and she's branched out to a lot of businesses. She says, start each day off doing one thing for yourself. Yeah. 
So you don't just jump up and start addressing everybody else's needs and answering the emails about virtual school and talking to my husband about paying the bills and all this other stuff. I wake up and I do something for me. And for me, it's exercise because that's what makes me feel good. So everyone knows that there's a certain time and I rock out to whatever, you know, 90s hip hop music that I'm listening to or 2000 dance mix, whatever. It's my time. And when I start my day doing something positive for me, the rest of the day just flows. When I start my day, like worrying about everybody else, it just, it, it doesn't work. So that's what I do for myself. I try to make sure that I have the non-negotiable time just for myself. That's so great. Well, congrats, because if you can do it, a business owner and a mom uh, like that, then then we all can do it, right? Putting yourself first makes us not only better to everybody else, but just good to ourselves. We should have that. So I'm so proud. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, I am so delighted to chat with you. Anywhere else that you want our ladies to go if they want to learn more about you and your fantastic work? Sure. Actually, the website is therealjennifernagel.com and the company name is Figured Out Fitness. I I just want to encourage everybody who's feeling stressed about, for whatever reason, to know that it's temporary. You can totally get past it. I really would love to give you the link to those workouts. So the realjennifernagel.com slash workout so that you also can have a quick 10 minute resistance Mm. training kind of thing. There's just a lot of really wonderful things that you get out of exercise. And so I encourage you to, to check that out. But I have absolutely loved this conversation. Yeah, I'm just really excited to just share some of the tips and, and give people permission to feel stressed, know that it's not the end of the world, and that there is a way to get out of that stress burnout cycle. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. To learn more about Jennifer and catch links to everything that we mentioned in today's show, head to bossedup.org slash episode 274. That's bossedup.org slash 274. While you're at it, y'all, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Now it's time for this week's boss move of the week. I think this is an appropriate boss move that came in from the Courage community on Facebook. It's our free community on Facebook. If you haven't joined us already, make sure to do so via our show notes. And this one came in from Elizabeth who wrote, I gave myself a break this week. I just allowed myself a pretty long afternoon break and the next day... I felt absolutely refreshed. I normally would have beat myself up for needing a break, but I fought that feeling and I'm so proud of myself for it. I also decided to take two days off next week since I have a lot of vacation days left. Yes, I wrote underneath her comment, I commented, more of this please in all caps, not only because I have seen the uh, anxiety coming from executive leaders I work with, Fortune 500 companies across the nation who are saying we are in for a unprecedented, I know that word is overused this year, but it's true, an unprecedented amount of unused vacation days is part of a problem <laughs> that corporate America is faced with right now. And it's also part of the solution for all of us navigating stress and burnout right now. One of the radical acts of self-care, in addition to taking good care of our brains, our bodies, our minds, uh, our physiological selves, is also to give ourselves a break. So thank you, Elizabeth, for modeling this, for walking the walk, and for showing us how to take a break like a boss. 
All right, y'all. I want to hear from you. What did you think about my conversation with Jennifer on the podcast today? Head over to bossedup.org. Tag me on social media at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org to tell me that you're listening to this episode or what you're taking away from it. I, as always, would love to hear from you. You can always shoot me a voice memo, an email at info at bossedup.org. Or you can, of course, call in your career conundrums to the Bossed Up Podcast hotline at 910-668-BOSS or 2677. In the meantime, let's take better care of ourselves, y'all. Who's with me? I'm going to try. I'm going to get back on the horse and try to take better care of myself because what choice do we have, right? So enjoy yourselves, but be good to yourselves. And until next time, let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose. And together, let's lift as we climb.